Hi, friend. Welcome to the Faith and Freedom Podcast with Francis Bella. I am your host, Francis. And on this podcast, I talk about what it looks like to live an abundant life like Jesus talked about. I believe in order to do that, we must first know our identity in Christ by finding out who God says we are and by being rooted and established and confident in God's love for us. Lastly, I believe that we need to allow God to heal the broken pieces of our story so that we can fully walk in the freedom that God has for us. My hope is that as we lean into God's word together, we are strengthened, encouraged, and grow in our faith so we can truly walk in all the fullness that is found in Christ. So let's get into it. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the podcast. It has been a little bit longer than I originally had planned um, to record again. But last week, we went to um, Southern California to visit family down there. And so, um, yeah, I was distracted and I got delayed. But um, this word of encouragement that I have for you, I have had since the last time I recorded. And um, over the weekend, as I was visiting um, the church that I would go to back when we were in Southern California, um, the pastor that was there that weekend, who was actually just a visiting pastor, actually shared on the verses that I felt in my heart that I was supposed to share with you. So to me, that was like confirmation that I need to go ahead and just do this. So I am back in Vegas and ready to share a few words of encouragement with you guys today. And um, so we are going back to First Kings. And if you um, have not heard the last couple of messages, this um, kind of goes back to Elijah um, in the story that we ha- I had talked about a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to actually pick um, pick it up in First Kings chapter 19. And so if you're not familiar with the story of Elijah, Elijah is a prophet that God used to basically call down first before he called down rain, he called a drought. So he stopped the rain and he basically um, uh, confronted the most evil king up to that point and killed all all the prophets of Baal at that time. He had ran away from the king, King Ahab's wife, Jezebel because Jezebel was so upset that, you know, he had killed all these prophets, the false prophets. And he was, she was like, you, we're going to kill you basically is what, what the message was. And then they were actually killing God's prophets. And Elijah was the last of God's prophets in that time. And God led him into hiding. God showed him where to go and he was in hiding and so we are actually picking it up after all that has taken place. And again, if you have not heard the story, I invite you to read it. And um, it's in First Kings. I believe that the story starts in chapter 17. But if you go back to the last, I think, two episodes of this, I kind of re- go over what happened. So 
Now Elisha is in hiding and we are picking it up in first Kings chapter 19 and I'm starting in verse nine and it says, and there he, meaning Elijah was, um, went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, tore down your altars, and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, tore down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I am alone, I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then the Lord said to him, Go. And then he continues to tell him where to go. But I'm going to end there. That's the beginning of verse 15. Um, but what I want to point your attention to, um, and I spoke about this the last two times about... Um, how he was like discouraged. He had already done all these miraculous things for God, right? He had declared a drought. He had confronted the most evil king that was already killing God's people. Um, he had seen miracle after miracle that God performed, not just for him, but like in front of him. And he was tired. He was discouraged. And he was like seeking God for an answer. He was not only seeking God, but he was waiting, right? He's in a cave. He's God led him um, for his protection and he is waiting for clearance on when he can leave. And um, three things that I see, well, first they say, um, or not they, the word of God. So first it says that the Lord was not in the wind or the earthquake or the fire, but he was in a still small voice. And this is what I wanted to hone in on today. Um, I think sometimes I know I do this is that we want God to answer us in a big way. We want God to shake things up. We want the earthquake. We want the fire. We want the, the burning bush, right? We want God to answer us in big ways and not that he can't, he certainly can. And I can specifically remember when I first started walking with God, there are very, instrumental times where God spoke to me in very, very big ways. But I think that as we move along in our journey of faith, that God wants to grow our faith. And so he makes us wait and he doesn't speak to us in a big mighty wind or in an earthquake or in a fire, but in a still small voice. And before we went to California this last week, I was on the treadmill and I was like listening to this podcast and, um, it was actually um, a pastor from the church I visited, which if you're in Orange County and you are looking for a church, just a little plug. Um, I used to go to Cottonwood in Cypress, or I think it's considered Los Alamitos, but 
um, the pastor, the founding pastor there, Pastor Bayless Conley, he has a podcast and I was listening to it on the treadmill and I actually don't even remember what the message was about, but he quoted um, that verse in Isaiah and I have heard this verse. I'm sure you have heard this verse a million times if you have been a Christian for any amount of time, Um, but it's the verse that says, be still and know that I am God. And when he said that, I just heard it in a different way. And I want to explain what, why and what, what I mean by that is before I would hear that verse and I felt like it meant like be still, like do nothing, like do nothing because I'm going to do something. And I think that it can mean that, right? It can mean that God can just instantly intervene. Like don't lose faith that God can instantly intervene on your behalf no matter what your situation looks like. Um, But in this particular instance, when I heard that verse, it hit different. And to me, it felt like God was saying, be still in your mind. And I don't know about you, but I have what is called productivity-itis. I don't know if you've heard of that. But what that means is that I like to be busy and productive. And I want to feel like I'm doing something. And with that, there's a lot of noise. And I've talked about noise quite a few times um, on here. And God is teaching me and has been teaching me to slow down. And that is very uncomfortable for someone that has productivity-itis, let me tell you. And so to me, God spoke to me and was like, be still in your mind. And when I thought back to this verse on Elijah, I felt, I felt the impression that, you know, God spoke to Elijah, not through the big things. He spoke to him in a still small voice, right? In a whisper, the word says. And if you are consuming your mind with noise and busyness, you're not making room to hear from God. And so, to me, that was a convicting um, message, but also an invitation to be still. Like the Bible says that God's burden is light. You know, his His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And we are the ones who want to do, 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 right? Because we want to feel, feel productive. We want to feel valuable in our work. And God is saying, you are not any more valuable because you are already in me. Like you already have me. What is more valuable than having the Lord? Someone needs to hear that today. You are not more valuable based on what you do or don't do. You are valuable because you are his, because he made you, because you are created in his image. And so nothing that you could do or not do could make him love you any more, any less, because you are already loved and valued. And so the invitation to me and maybe for you too, is to create space in your mind to cut out the noise, to cut out the busyness, to be able to hear his whisper. And the awesome thing about hearing God's whisper is that, you know, when you share a secret with someone, it's because they're your friend, because they trust, you trust them, right? And it's that closeness of relationship that you have with them. You wouldn't share a secret with someone that you didn't trust. 
And God, he wants that closeness with us. He wants that trust with us, that relationship, right? And so I don't think that God ever stops speaking necessarily. He might not be speaking to you about what you want him to speak to you about, right? But he's always speaking and his, his invitation and always is always to draw us closer to him and to grow our trust in him. And so maybe you find yourself in a similar space as I do, where God is saying, just quiet the noise and let me speak. Let me whisper words that are going to bring a life and healing to your soul and to your mind. And so that is what I have for you today. Um, I know these are short and sweet, but I give it to you as God gives it to me. And I hope that you are encouraged, friend. Um, Till next time, you know, be still. See what God may want to do. Make room. Make room for God this week um, in the quietness of your day. Maybe it's a few more, a few minutes on your lunch break. Maybe it's a few minutes after the kids have gone to sleep and you just have time to be still. I know for me, God really speaks to me when I'm journaling. Um, as I'm writing out my thoughts, I just, um, that's when, that's when I feel like my brain is not just filled with noise. So I hope you're encouraged friend until next time. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in today, friend. If this episode was encouraging, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me a message on my website at francisllv.com. And if you think it might be encouraging to someone you know, feel free to share it. Also, if you like and subscribe, it would mean the world to me as that makes it visible for new listeners to find us. So thank you so much and we will see you next time.